When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Maccas. The McRib and the new McRib Deluxe are now at Maccas. This week, our guest is former Australian cricket captain, Ricky Ponting. There's been a lot said in the media around uh, Mitch Johnson's comments in regards to David Warner's um, retirement, his his, uh, impending retirement. Uh, And he was sort of of the opinion that he hasn't warranted selection and in so facto hasn't warranted a swung song sort of uh, test series, so to speak. How do you sort of feel about ex-players going that hard in the paint? Soundbite time, Ricky. Soundbite. We're going to clip this up. This thing's going to go. Well, going to make in, world regards, games. in regards to people they played, you know, a fair bit yeah. of cricket with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've, um, I'm, I've been asked this a lot over the last couple of weeks, you know, having been on... TV most nights and and trying to promote the game and and the BBL like I have you know I think what Mitch I think Mitch some of the things Mitch had to say had a lot of merit you know David hasn't set the world on fire as far as Test cricket is concerned for the last few years and if you have a a really deep dive into the stats the stats will back that up but there's a there's a way you can get those messages across as well without probably going to the point of saying some of the things that Mitch had to say and um. And at the, at the end of the day as well, Dave, I think David's David is hoping and wishing to be able to have that fairy tale ending in, in Sydney. I don't think it's I don't think it's guaranteed, and he's been told that that's definitely going to happen. I think the ball, you know, the ball ends up being in his court now as to how well he plays in the first couple of Test matches. There was two, and and remember when this all stemmed back? This stemmed back to his selection in the Ashes squad. Um, you know, in the middle in the middle of the year, you know, with Candice working in the media as well, she got sort of put on the spot, and um, you know, so that, it, it just all turned into something that it probably shouldn't have turned into. And you know, I, as I said the other day, well, I know for a fact that Mitch reached out to Davey. I think tried to call him and try to have a, a chat when this initially started, and that didn't happen. And they, I think if that had have happened then, then you know, a lot of this might have been put to bed. I think the, the guys would have been able to sort out the differences that they had, rather, you know, face-to-face or over a phone call rather than trying to do it um, in the media, which is not good for anybody. So, yeah, I think that's probably – that's how I would sort of sum up what, what's happened over the last few weeks. The friends of the show that you also know, the great cricketer, I was listening to them uh, yesterday and they actually just brought up something which had just sort of – I guess I didn't remember exactly how David phrased it back when he was speaking about ideally wanting to finish in Sydney – the way his whole like the language around it all was not like I'm going to retire in Sydney. It was like if I'm playing well, if I'm scoring runs, like it was far less right. presumptuous than I think we all now just think it was. It was actually like yeah, his words were very much like if I'm playing well, if I'm scoring runs, then that would be a nice way to do it. So it's it's funny the way that it's now sort of that we all perceive it. Are you hyper aware? Of or of what you say when you're trying to hand out critiques of players generally, but I guess specifically ones that maybe you played with or that you know that you've got a close relationship with, like because I guess that the Mitchell Johnson one is an example of someone maybe just going a little too hard. He ended up going as hard as he did because of the personal nature from where it started before. So mm-hmm. there was some personal stuff on the back of what happened in 
I don't even know when that test squad was picked, May or June, somewhere, wouldn't it, before the guys went away to the Ashes. So it sort of stems back that far and the issues weren't dealt with then. So this has been simmering along and bubbling along. And, you know, when Mitch got an opportunity to be able to say something and almost retaliate in a certain way, mm. um, that that's 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 what happened. But yeah, look, I am I am very aware because you know I'm I'm commentating on a lot of good mates, a lot of guys that I played with, a lot of guys that I've now coached, whether it be in the IPL or I've, I've worked with the Australian team in a couple of big tournaments as well. And you know, one day you're working with them, the next day you're sitting up in the commentary box having to critique the way that they're playing or the way you think they're going about their cricket, and it's not it's not easy, you know. And I. You know, and uh, the one that I'll bring up is, you know, with with Marcus Stoinis at the back end of the World Cup. You know, I'm sitting in the commentary box in India and, um, you know, there was talk around um, who Australia will go with uh, in the, you know, the back end of the tournament. Whether Will it be Marnus Labuschagne or will it be Marcus Stoinis? And Ian Bishop sort of put me on the spot and said, you know, what would you do? Who would you pick? And I, I've been sort of watching and, and obviously I watched the game very closely and I've, I've been... Um, looking at how the Australian players, how the captain and coach were using certain players in that side, and I sort of said because I, I whenever I make a judgment, I, I want to be, I want to do it like that. That it makes like I, I think I'm going to be right with what I say, right? Yeah. So he asked me that question, and and I said, well, I think you know the way it's going, I think that they'll pick Labuschagne, you know, ahead of Stornis. And Stornis and Marcus is one of my best mates. Yeah. Um, how, how did the game of cricket? We talk regularly and talk about all things cricket and all things life, and. I was put on the spot and asked that question. And and because I felt that they w- would actually go ahead and pick Marnus, I said that. So it made my you know, made me look like I had the, the right idea of what was going on in the game. And then and then when you go and interact with the team a couple of days later, you can feel the boys, the, the players know when you've right. said something. And you get you get that bit of a, a feeling from them. Um and it's awkward, but at the same time I've got a you know, I've got a job to do and I wanna, you know, I wanna be making sure that I'm doing the best job that I can do. Um and sometimes, unfortunately, I, you know, you, you are going to upset people. But I think if you you find the right way to get your message across, you know, it doesn't have to be out and out personal stuff. You can you can be you can be on the money and be um, correct and smart, and and still do it in a in a way that doesn't offend. Talking about being right in terms of things you're calling for, and like, there's a couple of there was a couple of moments during the World Cup, specifically one that comes to mind. But I remember thinking it a few times, hearing you in commentary, where whenever Travis Head took those two wickets, and you were just like, you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing them bring on Travis Head at some point here, or there's something to that effect. And then within like five minutes, they brought him on, and he takes two wickets. Are you sort of like sitting up there, like quietly fist pumping? Is it hard not to almost pat yourself on the back mid commentary, being like, "Called it"? Oh, I wish there was a, I wish there was a camera on me at the time because, yeah. I, <laughs> I actually called. I think it was, I think he bowled the next over after yeah. I called. Finch was beside me. I think the over before that, I'd sort of tapped him on the leg because the thing when you're working with someone like Finch is well. Both being captains, we're we're looking at the game when we're commentating it like a captain would look at the game. Mm. So I I tapped him on the leg the over before and said, "Mate, you know what? I, it's time for Travis. Like they're they're not playing Maxi well. Um, the two batters, um, who was it? Was Clarkson and David Miller? I reckon it was David Miller in the in the semi final, and they they weren't playing Maxwell well, and they were, and they're playing Zampa really well and scoring heavily off him. And I thought, well, the other right arm offspinner they've got in the side is is Travis. Mm. Um, so I tapped Finch on the leg and said, "Look." I'm actually going to call this next over. So I said, right, it's time for get to get Travis into the attack. And I backed it up with, you know, we know what it's like, Finch, you know, when they bring a more part-time bowler on, you can just relax a little bit and not concentrate as much as you need to. And quite often that can be the little the little break in concentration that leads to a wicket. I think he 
Class and pulled him for four first ball and then missed a straight one second ball that went on and cannoned into the stumps. And and then big um, Marco Janssen came out and <laughs> Trav hit him on the pad first ball. And he, had, he had two wickets in his first three balls. <laughs> and I, you know, as I said, it, 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 well, that's where you need the camera, right? Because I was sitting back in the seat. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, having having finally got one right. Nice. You, um, you've obviously spent a fair bit of time with the boys. You say you've worked with them. You, you know them well. Obviously, the start of the World Cup was, was you know, panic stations in a big way. Were you surprised with the way they were able to turn that around and then obviously go on to win the damn thing? Like, was that a shock to you? Or, or knowing them as well as you know them, were you, were you confident that they could do that? I was actually more shocked the way they started. Okay. <laughs> I, I, wasn't surprised that, I wasn't surprised that they made it to the semifinals and won because I actually tipped it, I actually tipped that final before I tipped Australia India final before the World Cup started. Um, but when I watched them play their first two games, um, that yeah, I was I was shocked at how badly how badly they they had played. Mm. Um, and it was it wasn't ju- it wasn't just that it was you know they'd been to South Africa as well. They won the first two games there. They lost the last three. They then had that series against India where things didn't really go to plan. <laughs> they had a few injuries. They were sort of um, mixing their batting order around here and there. You know, Cummins wasn't hadn't been there. Um, Steve Smith hadn't been there. So there were lots of things that were sort of going around that group where it, it sort of felt like it was a a, a bit um, unorganised is not the right word, but they just hadn't been able to get all all their ducks in a row, I guess, um, coming into the World Cup, and then they started sloppily. And you know, the, the the one thing that I think all of us that have played a fair bit of cricket for Australia identify quickly is when Australian teams aren't fielding well. Then that's generally a bad sign because it's always one thing Australia prided themselves on, and I've never seen a, I've never ever seen a, a, a champion cricket team that's not a great fielding team. And you know Australia at the start of that World Cup were particularly sloppy in the field, and and you know I think and they'll say it they they actually felt really like quite quite tired in after the first couple of games having having done the amount the amount of travel they had having played in South Africa and India immediately before the World Cup. Um, and I think it just took those couple of losses. And let's remember the the third game they played as well against having lost the first two games. Sri Lanka was something like one for 160 as well at the start of that game. Mm. That, yeah. Well, that could have well and truly got out of hand, and that might have been World Cup over. But so look, I was surprised how they started, but I had a feeling. You know, I had a, I, had a, I, I knew they beat South Africa in the final uh, in the semi final, and I just had a feeling about them in the final as well. And because um, I. It, there's two things that happen in those finals. Australian Australian teams definitely raise themselves to another level in those big games. And I think other teams think that Australian teams are going to play at a level higher than they have and therefore try and elevate themselves mm. and can't do it to the level that Australia can. And I think that's probably – I think India outthought themselves in the final um, with the wicket preparation the way it was and, and certainly the way they handled their bowlers at the start of their bowling innings. Um so I think Australia handled the, the situation better than India. We just, as a nation, have an insatiable appetite for World Cups, though, don't we? It's, we do. it's, it's ridiculous how well we are, how, like how much better we are than the rest of the planet. And we rise. And we rise to the occasion. But it just, I mean, it was a shock, though. Even like, you, it, it was a shock and it reminded me to never doubt that we're going to win the World Cup. <laughs> just always assume we're going to win it. Never bet against Australia, mate. No, 